so hello fellas this is uh episode seven of season two of the diary of a bulgar billionaire podcast and today i'm going to be talking to us about how to conduct your own research uh, into crypto projects so if you have been in crypto for some time now you might have spoken to somebody maybe an og in the space and asked them oh what crypto should i buy or maybe um you had someone give a, a review or maybe gave a financial advice and says do your own research it has even become an acronym that we use d-y-o-r do your own research so basically today our beer markets are actually the best times to buy into your favorite crypto projects right so these are the times uh, these are the best times to actually conduct researches uh, to look into and have a, re- a general review about the crypto projects because most of them have uh, lost their all-time high some are falling below um, I mean from 90% 80% 60% some have even crossed beyond that so how do you do conduct a research into a crypto project to see if it is worth buying or it is worth investing or not so I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I'm going straight to the point to uh, just give a general review of how I do my own research into my favorite crypto projects. So, first of all, uh, the first step to do is to do to conduct a general research. Number one step that I always take is to conduct a general research. Right. I start by researching the project online, maybe through Google Safari, right? And I try to find the name of the asset. You know, I go to at least five pages uh, deep into Google and I open anything interesting, right? Uh, I try to look in, up in Google. If I maybe see five or two articles that have been written about it, maybe five pages to try to read more about it, right? I also make sure I try different keyword combinations, right, to see Maybe I can say, oh, this project, let's say project F, is this a scam, project X is legit, project X price prediction. I try to do all that, like keyword combinations, right? Uh, and I try to also check independently written what, uh, research articles too, right? Uh, that are written by anyone, but not in the project's team, right? Uh, for a more rounded review. So I try to do all this uh, research. So I, when I do all this, what I ask myself is, where does this uh, project get its value? That's the first question after conducting my general research on Google, reading articles, uh, trying to combine um, some important key combinations, right? Uh, does it have the potential to grow over time, right? Then uh, what exchanges uh, uh, is, the, uh, uh, is the project listed on? Who is the crypto, uh, who, who has this project partnered with? And what do the partnership actually mean? right uh i do these google searches right and the second thing i do is to go and do what an on-chain analysis and on-chain research right so on-chain metrics can get very complicated right so for the purpose of this uh talk or this episode i will just do a simple and a brief uh uh, introduction to that so mostly on-chain details can be found on coin market cap uh, can be found on CoinGecko, and then uh, uh, some can also find on what Block Explorers, right? So the first uh, thing to look at is what when you are doing on-chain uh, analysis is what market capitalization, which is simply called the market cap, right? You have to look at the uh, the crypto's market cap to help you consider the potential for its future growth, 
right? Projects with uh, larger market caps usually have less growth, less growth potential uh, than those uh, with lower cap projects. So if you invest, if uh, you invest in a crypto that already has a huge market cap, it will be hard to get a significant return. Right, that is it. However, you must note that uh, with larger market caps, they are always generally considered to be less risky. So, uh, so there are three uh, levels of the market cap. We have the large market cap, we have the mid market cap, we have the small market cap, and we have the micro market cap. So basically, a large market cap is something that is what, let's say, bigger than $10 billion by market cap. Mid market cap is something that is, um, you know, uh, sorry, large market cap is greater than $10 billion, right? Mid market cap is uh, between, uh, is greater than um, $1 billion, but it's less than what? $10 billion. A small market cap is what? Uh, between uh, uh, $1 billion to what? Uh, $100 million. And a micro market cap is usually less than $100 million. Right, so this is what you have to consider. If the market cap is larger, you may not get a significant return of your investment. But if the market cap is, um, let's say, lower, you might get a, a, a higher gain. But also know that a larger market cap has less risk as compared to a lower market cap. So, more risk, more reward, less risk, less reward. But it's always advisable to look at. And you have to look at the project itself and then find out if you how much you can invest in at a time and how much you're willing to put in right to win or lose right the second thing to look at uh, on the on-chain analysis is to look at what the maximum and circulating supply this is also a very 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 important so what is the maximum supply uh, you have to look at what is the maximum supply the tokens of, uh, of this project uh, does it have one some cryptos don't and that's usually a red flag what is the circulating supply uh, what is the, the, the circulation supply is usually what is the number of tokens that is currently in circulation that can be bought and be sold. So the basic laws of supply and demand have a significant effect on a crypto's price. So having at least a basic understanding of what circulating and what circulating and uh, maximum supply is will uh, give you an idea of how much demand is necessary to increase the price. So the circulating supply is the number of tokens that have been issued so far. The number of tokens currently in the market that can be bought and be sold. The maximum supply is the total number of tokens that will ever exist. Right? Like Bitcoin, we have only 21 million that will ever exist. What is the difference between the circulating supply and the maximum supply? If there is a big difference between the two, where are the remaining tokens and how will they be deployed? Right, this is very, very, very important. Um, thirdly, uh, the third thing to look at on uh, on chain analysis is what the transaction count or what what we call what transactive uh, transaction uh, value of what active addresses. You have to take a look at what uh, the active uh, addresses and transaction count value to get an idea of. Uh, for the use of what the project right so mostly the transaction count offers an indication of how much activity is taking place on the network however note that this should be taken with caution as there's no way to tell that uh, to tell that it is just uh, maybe just one party transferring funds to increase the activity right you have to take note of the, who is this person transferring this funds is it one from one address or is it from multiple addresses 
Well, you have to look at the act, active addresses. <coughs> Excuse me. So the active addresses refer to the blockchain addresses active in a certain period, right? And then uh, the next thing to look at in on-chain analysis is what? Wallet holders. Check the wallet holders of the, the token to make sure that no single wallet or individual owns too much of it, right? To avoid whale manipulation, right? If a few investors or team members hold a large amount of the tokens, it has a high potential risk right they could have excessive swing over governance or control the price by pumping and dumping uh to suit them right so um, uh, so doing on chain analysis you can get your resources from blockchain explorers from coin gecko and from coin market cap number three thing that you must look at when doing your own research is what to look at the project's website right click on and read through all the links on the project's website while having a great website isn't completely necessary a terrible website is typically a red flag right pay attention to the finer details spelling and grammar mistakes are usually not a good sign either right the website should work clearly de uh, define what the project is what its goals are and what its value or proposition is upfront. If you can't easily understand what the project is trying to do or the information uh, is confusing or verge, then well, that's usually a, uh, not a good sign also. So go as deep as you can into the project's website to try to understand exactly what the project is. Be critical about the project, the theme, their promise, and whether they are actually delivered on it. Look for the reasons why it may not be good, be a good investment, right? Rather than blindly convincing yourself it is. Think of it like a business or ask yourself whether you, you would really want to back it up, right? Know that projects, partnerships, and bankers and research uh, those two, you have to know that and research. No, partnerships are important for adding value to a project. However, make sure to understand the details of the partnership before making your judgment. So when you read the project's website, ask yourself these questions. What is the website like? Right. Does the website clearly state the project's purpose? Are there uh, any red flags? Who is the project, who has the project partnered with? Right. So you can usually find these resources on what? The project's blogs made on Medium or uh, the project's website, right? Number 14 to uh, look at when doing your own research is what? To read the white paper of the project. Read the white paper of the project. This is very, very important. And this is one of the most important things you must not ignore, right? So uh, one of the most important things to look for when carrying out a fundamental analysis of a crypto is the white paper, right? A white paper is basically the crypto project's business plan. Right. It is a detailed proposal written by the development team outlining the purpose and the design of the project. It, uh, it will typically include information about the team behind the project, the tools and the technology used by the project, tokenomics, consensus mechanism, uh, future goals, partnerships and use cases. A good white paper should have a clear explanation of the project's goals. Do you understand exactly what the project is trying to do? If it is not clear, it may also be a red flag. Okay, make sure to read through, uh, scrutinize, and understand all of the claims and promises made in the white paper. Be as critical as possible if you can. This is essential to fully understand the project. 
right? Try to also understand the current stage of the project's development. Uh, consider uh, what the project is doing differently. What will set them apart or make them successful, right? A white paper can offer a lot um, of information about the project and uh, is where many red flags such as bad tokenomics, unrealistic promises, um, and, and, and clear roadmap can first be highlighted. When looking at the white paper, also pay close attention to the project's tokenomics and distribution model. For more tokenomics, you can click mostly uh, on some links I'll share in the, uh, the project. I like uh, as part of this, when I upload this episode, I'll add some links where you can read more about the tokenomics and then get more information about it. Uh, if the tokenomics model isn't good, you can rule it out as an investment. I know that it's a, it's, it's a good idea to try and cross-check the information you find within the white paper with outside discussions about the project. Consider what people are saying about the white paper, about it, whether there are any red flags, right? Then these are the questions to ask yourself after reading the white paper, right? Uh, is the white paper well written? Does the white paper clearly state what the project is trying to do? What does the tokenomics and the distribution model look like? What stage of development is the project at? Do they have a beta version available already? What will set the team or the project apart or make them successful? These are the questions you have to ask yourself when you're doing your own research and you have to read the white paper. Number five thing to look for when conducting your own research is to look at the team the team behind the project research the team and their history right the team is what drives the crypto project and is essential for its success finding information about the team behind the crypto can be a good indicator of its long-term success right an experienced founder and uh, some team of developers is a good sign Check out the team's Twitter, social media, and uh, uh, LinkedIn pages, and YouTube interviews with team members. Look at the, the team's experience in general and within the industry, I mean the crypto industry, or the industry that they are uh, building their crypto on. Uh, note whether the team has developed uh, something in the past, proof of work, right? Also, note how much of the crypto the team holds and how much they have sold, right? So ask yourself, who is the team behind the crypto? What experience do they have? Do they have any uh, experience within the crypto industry? What other project have they launched? Did they succeed? Uh, have they been involved in any questionable projects or scams previously? These are the things to look for. Number six. Um, number six uh, thing to look for when conducting your own research is the roadmap. Right. What is the roadmap of this crypto project? The roadmap. So, um, basically, uh, a good crypto uh, project will have a clear vision and roadmap. Within the roadmap, you can expect to find information about upcoming future, uh, upcoming futures or upgrades, new partnership or projects, events or plans to improve the network. If the crypto has a healthy history of release or upgrades, that's usually a good sign, as shows that the project can deliver on what they promise. Ask yourself, does the project have a clearly defined roadmap? What is their actual development timeline? 
Are the goals realistic? Does the crypto have a healthy history of future releases or updates? Uh, have uh, they fulfilled their promises in the past? What have they delivered so far? How has it, uh, this affected the adoption? Right. Number 17 to look for when conducting your own research is what? Look at the news and the social media. Some projects usually have what, a decent online presence. This helps them to what? Um, build a solid community and promote their product. Determine um, the strength of the community by looking at the project's social media channels like Twitter, like Instagram, like YouTube, like Telegram. Uh, if a crypto doesn't have a decent online presence, it's usually a no-no, a red flag for me, right? Number eight uh, thing to look at is the problem. I, I actually entitled this one the problem because uh, uh, this is actually what the, uh, the project intends to solve, what they intend to deliver. So consider whether this project addresses a problem currently faced by the crypto industry, or whether the project or, uh, or the, whether the project creating a, what, a theoretical problem and offering a solution. Well, you have to look if the, product, the problem they claim to be solving is practical or they just came up with something and trying to offer a solution to that, right? Um, often it's a letter and um, like, uh, hence no traction is caught beyond hype, right? So be careful of that if they're actually solving real uh, natural problems in the crypto industry. Ask yourself, uh, is, this, uh, uh, is this an important problem currently faced by crypto? Is a project offering a solution to the real problem, right? And number nine thing to look at is what? Number nine uh, factor to look when considering uh, when doing your own research is what? The sector competition. All right. In the crypto space, a lot of different projects are trying to do similar things. So it is important to look at the project's competitors and how they compare. The crypto's wise papers would give a good indication of the use case, right? It's also useful to identify the projects, uh, uh, the project, and its uh, and those it is competing with, as well as existing infrastructure it aims to replace or improve, right? Uh, consider whether it uh, is um, the market is already overstructured or oversaturated with solutions which uh, may decrease the likelihood of the adoption of this new project that you want to invest in. Niche markets are small, but may be an increased likelihood of adoption, right? That is also a, a very, very important thing to look at. What uh, subcategory does the crypto fall into? Is it a payment? Uh, is it an NFT? Is it a metaverse? Is it a gaming? Is it a smart contract? Is it a layer 2 solution? Or whatever it is, right? Each category has a active project so it is necessary to check how the crypto is placed in comparison to its competitors researching the crypto's competitors can be extremely insightful a crypto may look appealing by itself but placing it beside its competitors could reveal uh, it to be weaker than you, you would expect right so ask yourself how does the crypto compare to its competitors what differentiates it right is the product unique what long-term prospects are there in the sector? What risk is the project facing? Right? And number 10, you have to look at what? Value accrual. And this is very, very important. Why will the token accrue value? What mechanics are in play? Uh, 
Is it is uh, is is revenue sharing supply locking, or is there a fixed supply? Right. This is very very important. So why would it, uh how why would the token accrue its value? Is it sustainable? As we have discussions, right? So like so doing your own research is very very important because it's never a cool idea to just buy something based on what someone else on Twitter or on Instagram is saying uh, and simply hope for what's the best. You wouldn't invest in a restaurant without knowing where it is located, what kind of food it serves, whether it has been successful in the past and how many clients it has, who runs it, uh, and a lot more. It's the same way when it comes to what investing in crypto projects. So you have to uh, uh, read through the project's crypto, uh, their Twitter, their Discord and Telegram channels. Uh, you have to look at how the team interacts with the community and see what others are saying about it. Evidence of a real thriving community helps to add confidence to a project. Also, you can also research on what Lunar Crash and the news website to check to see if the project has suffered from any hacks or attacks in the past. So always ask yourself in conclusion after doing all these uh, uh, researches of all these 10 steps I've listed, right? How many social media followers does the project have, right? Uh, what is the engagement like? What is the general tone among the community? How does the team engage with the community? Has the project suffered from any hacks or attacks in the past? All these things are really very, very important when doing your own research. So, uh, I started with what uh, general research, what from Google, right? You have to look it up, combine keyword combinations, look at on chain analysis, the market capitalization, uh, circulation supply, you know, um, uh, current supply, fixed supply. Look at uh, number three, you look at, uh, you know, you look at. Uh, the project's website, you know, uh, yeah, you look at the project's website, you read the white paper, number four is a white paper, right, telling you the goals and the visions, if they are, real, they are realistic or not, like you look at number five, you look at um, uh, the team who is behind the project, if they are legit, their experience, uh, their integrity, you look at the roadmap, number six, number seven, look at the social media, number eight, you look at the problem they intend to solve, number nine, you compare these competitors, and number ten, the value are real, right, you look at the vesting period, you know, the, the lock-in, the stake-in, and all these things that is sustainable, and all these things are the steps I use when I'm conducting my own research about crypto projects. So, thanks for the love, I really appreciate it. Once again, Martin Zatando signing up. This is a diary of a Bulga, of a Bulga billionaire podcast. Or oh, view this, stream this, and share with your friend. I love you.